Warriors Vox. Well, it's time. It's time for the Warriors Vox NBA Finals podcast before Game 1. Game 1, of course, coming up on Thursday, June the 1st. The Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers meeting for the third straight time in the NBA Finals. That has never happened before. Two teams meeting three straight years. It's incredible. It's it's amazing. And if you're a Warrior fan out there, you need to savor every second of this because it's a part of history. It's it's really the golden age of the franchise I think we're in right now. But let's, let's get to it. Uh, we're going to talk with Marcus Thompson of the Bay Area News Group. He's also written a book about Steph Curry. We'll also talk with Patrick McCaw, who of course is playing in his first NBA Finals and really enjoying a fine uh, postseason play. Let's start off with Marcus Thompson, get his views on the NBA Finals here on the Warriors Vox Podcast. Well, Marcus, uh, or should I say the golden one, uh, 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 the Finals are just moments away now. Game one, of course, coming up in a couple of days. But uh, how do you think the series is going to go? What are, what are your thoughts coming in? And, and is, is it a tough series to read? It is for one reason and one reason alone. It's LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, as, as I analyze basketball and look at matchups and, you know, the various players, it looks like a Warriors in five series. I mean, that's the Warriors look superior. Uh, I mean, they just have so many weapons. But LeBron is LeBron, right? And with LeBron, Kyrie becomes a pretty good Robin. So, you know, is this pe- I think everybody's scared to say Warriors in five. And then this thing, uh, you know, ends up seven or Cleveland does something miraculous. And now we're looking stupid again because we've been down this road before. So I'm going to go with the Warriors in five just because I ain't scared. But I'm well aware that that could end up looking pretty stupid when this is all over. You could have as many as seven Hall of Famers on the floor at one time. That's remarkable. It's insane, right? The amount of the amount of talent and storylines and like even the role players are like really good, right? Some of these dudes were stars or supposed to be stars, and now they're like role players. And like that's how good this series is as far as talent. Guys like J.R. Smith, uh, Andre Iguodala, you know, they're role players. They're players who are you know complementary. It, it, it's going to be amazing. I, I, I do hope we get a good series. I would be disappointed. If uh, if my prediction is accurate and the Warriors run these dudes out the gym, <laughs> you know it's interesting because if you look at the Warriors this year, I, I really like their mental attitude coming in and the fact that they they they're rested. You know they they even even minutes played, they haven't really pushed their 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 core yet. It looks like the Warriors have grown into themselves as an elite team, right? They they went from infants to adolescents, you know, to now like young adults in this, you know championship contender team the things that they used to focus on they don't focus on anymore they kind of they kind of exist above the fray in a way that san antonio does you know they're they're just more mature at this level and part of it is what you'd expect from a team that's been to three finals in a row right like we see it from lebron you know there's a certain maturity that comes with playing this level of basketball i think this is just the beginning right I think this is like a 10-year thing that we're going to see where they make the finals six or seven times just because it's so early and they've already figured this out. How much of a factor will Kevin Durant be in this series? Even if he doesn't score a bucket, he like the series hasn't even started and he's already a factor because now 
Cleveland has to answer this one question. Who is LeBron going to guard? Right? And there's no easy answer for this. Uh, LeBron thrives as that center fielder, you know, and being able to hop onto the dude who's kind of hot and maybe take him away. You just like he can't really do that because no matter where he goes, there's there's freedom from somebody else to get off. So I think one of the biggest things we'll see from Kevin Durant's presence is I don't know how they just flat out double Steph like they do. Like I don't know how they trap him. Like you know, Steph's going to give up the ball, and you're gonna have Durant, KD, and Clay in a four on three situation. Do they do they just not do that? Does he guard Kevin Durant and Steph gets to go against his like? How is this going to work? That merely, that alone shows you what KD brings to the table. Not to mention, he just might put up 30, 40 points. How much difference do you see with Draymond in this postseason? Uh, he, he's definitely hungry. Uh, he's under control. He is, you know, he, he Draymond is refined, right? He's one of those guys who's kind of matured in the moment. You don't see him doing some of the things that he used to do, some of the the stuff where you question, like, why would he do that? Uh, like, people think he got suspended because of what he did to LeBron. He really got suspended for that silly flagrant in Houston in the first round. Like, it's stuff like that. It's like, why are you doing this? He doesn't do that type of stuff anymore. I think his uh, his name is on the line. He's playing like it. He's He's been a little bit smarter with the basketball offensively. And I think he just might steal the MVP. With all these stars, I think he might be the, the finals MVP. Is he in, uh, your X Factor? And if not, who would be your X Factors be? I, I, I want to say I don't think Draymond's an X Factor because only because it sounds like he's not, uh, you know, he would be like secondary. I think his defense is going to be front and center. Uh, and he if they don't have him play well, he won't, he won't, they won't win. So I'm going to go with uh, Iguodala. Here's why I say that. Basically, you got to guard LeBron. And you can guard LeBron one on one if you don't, if there's nobody else on there who can beat you. Kyrie can. And that's what we learned. Kyrie can beat you. So who's guarding Kyrie? I think that's going to be, I think it's going to end up being Iguodala on Kyrie and Kevin Durant on LeBron and, or Draymond on LeBron because you need somebody who can guard Kyrie and Clay didn't do a good job last time so that's why I'm kind of thinking that that second piece of who you're going to guard is going to be Iguodala and I, I wonder uh, like how it's going to play out but for me it's going to be Andre he's going to be the the kind of put him over the top it could be Clay though if Clay goes for 50 it's a ball game right yeah, he's, he's due He's he's due for like three years now in the finals. So if he gets a hot game, like it's demoralizing. Like what do you do? You got all this to stop Durant and stop Steph and and, and contain Draymond and then Clay. Like who's guarding Clay? Yeah, that's they just have a lot of questions to answer. I wonder how they're gonna do it. With Clay, it just takes one. Just one. One quarter. (laughs) What? That's all he needs is one quarter of insanity and even if he doesn't keep making it it's going to scare the living daylights out of Cleveland and cause their defense to do crazy stuff like that's that's the beauty of Clay so I, I think he's going to get one just because they're so loaded he's going to get the third best Cavalier guarding him 
It's always great to uh, talk with you. Uh, it, I'm really happy that you're with me in this alternative universe where the Warriors have gone to the finals three years in a row. It still isn't real, right? No. At some point, <laughs> something's going to happen where we're going to realize this was all fake. This is fake news, right? <laughs> the Warriors. It's just weird. Like you see people online, they're like, "Man, I hate the Warriors," and I'm like, "When? Like, <laughs> yeah. when did you start hating the Warriors? Because nobody cared about them five years ago, right? Exactly. It's just weird to see them in this spot, and it's not going away at all." Best of luck with your coverage. Thank you, sir. That's Marcus Thompson. You can follow him on Twitter at Thompson Scribe. You can also buy his book about Steph Curry called Golden, The Rise of Steph Curry. And Marcus has been a warrior beat writer, a columnist, and he is a guy that loves the NBA and loves covering the stories of the NBA, including maybe a story about a rookie out of UNLV, a coach's son, who has played very well. He hails from St. Louis, Missouri. You know him as Patrick McCaw. And watching him mature in front of our eyes as an NBA player has been a lot of fun. I sat down with him at practice to talk about his thoughts going into his first NBA Finals. Well, Patrick, tell me a little bit about leading up to this. Is it is there almost too much time uh, between the conference finals to the finals? Are you raring to go? Oh, no, it's great, man. Uh, I think it's a good balance of rest and preparing for, you know, what's ahead. And uh, I think time's moving pretty fast. It's getting near, you know, the first game in the NBA Finals. And uh, as a team and the staff, they've done a great job preparing us and, you know, making sure that we're, we're ready for game one. What questions have you had for your teammates about what to expect? Uh, no, really. I think a lot of the guys are really focused and, you know, know what's ahead and what's at stake and how, how much they want this as a team. So I haven't really picked anybody's brains about what to expect. I think it's something that I have to see for myself. And then as it goes on, you know, ask questions here and there on, you know, how it feels and the experience and things like that, just so I can get a better understanding from guys who have, you know, been in this position before. Are you making a conscious effort here in the postseason to be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end? Oh, yeah, I think as a progression throughout the season, um, just finding my rhythm and my niche in this NBA game is a totally different style from college. And uh, as the season progresses, I feel like I've, I, I've, uh, I've grown as a basketball player, learning the ins and outs on both ends of the floor and just learning to pick my spots and, and how to play smart basketball. And, um, you know, as, I mean, it's gotten later in the season. I feel like I've, I just continue to get better and better, and people are seeing that. You know, as you talk about that comfort level, Patrick, I think one of the things that, that uh, I think your teammates liked about you is the fact that you are – pretty much a calm guy you didn't never really had that deer in the headlights look on the floor how come what why do you think you reacted so well to the NBA game uh, that's just always been my my mentality and my mindset you know playing basketball is just something I've always found a comfort and a passion with and ever since I was young I've always been this cool calm collective kid who, who knows how to play the game the right way doesn't really show that much emotion but he gets the job done and um, I feel like this level of basketball is totally different from college and high school, but as I grow and mature, I think I feel like I look at it the same way and uh, just continue to learn and become a better basketball player. Talking with Patrick McCaw, I Tim Roy on Warriors Vox podcast. Patrick, uh, how much time have you been able to talk with your family, and has your family come out for the finals? Oh, I talk to my family almost every day. They're actually out here, and uh, they'll be here in Cleveland. So it's great just to have them with me to share this experience and also just pick their brains about how they feel and about how far I've come as a basketball player and as a young man. It's still surreal for my entire family 
but it's definitely a joy to have them here to experience this with me. It's got to be exciting to share that with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's truly a blessing. Uh, my parents and, and my, my brothers and sisters know how hard I've worked and how much I've wanted this to become a reality for me and my family. And to, to be here at, at this pinnacle of the, of the NBA, the NBA Finals, and to have us share it as a family and to be a part of Golden State Warriors is just absolutely amazing. How much Warrior gear do they have? Oh, a whole bunch. <laughs> They've had, ever since I got drafted, they've just been buying gear, getting gear. It's crazy. So I guess as, you, as we head toward game one, uh, give me your thoughts. What kind of a, a series do you expect? Man, an incredible uh, series, man. This is what we've been watching the past couple years, even me being a young kid. Those, these are the two teams that's been in the finals. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily look at it as a rivalry, but the suspense and the level of anticipation that the whole world is waiting to see this matchup again, uh, it's great. And for me to be a part of it, it just makes it un unreal. Like, this is an unbelievable experience. This is something I've always watched, you know, growing up as a kid. Now to actually share this moment, to be a part of it, it's, I can't really put it into words. Well, as always, I appreciate your time and savor the moment, savor every second, and it should be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. I will. I will. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Warriors swingman Patrick McCaw, and I have a feeling Patrick McCaw is going to be an NBA player for a long, long time. Just because we're going into the NBA Finals, the Warriors, by playing just game one, will move into third place all time in terms of number of NBA Finals games, behind only the Lakers and the Celtics. How remarkable is that? So, of course, we have to go back and remember the earlier championships. The Warriors won a title in the 40s, a title in the 50s, and, of course, uh, this one as they wrap up Game 4 in 1975. Warriors will inbound. Ray out in front. Back to Beard. Beard with a dribble against Porter. Mullins being guarded by Chenier. Over to the right side to Will Pace. Housing. Will trying to feed Kent. Now to Barry. Barry with Gibbs on him. Quick shot right side. In and out. Heart break. Rebound. Will stole it from Hayes and brings it in. Will took it out of Hayes' hand in midair. 207 to go. It's tied. 92 all. Warriors Beard up for the ball. It's foot hammer high time. Beard top of the key. Cut a dribble all the way. Brings it in. The Warriors lead. 145 to go, 94-93 Warriors, the pinch, screaming defense at the Warriors, Barry dribbles, pull up 22-footer, no good, rebounded by Hayes, hit a long pass to Gibbs, early release, he's underneath, he lays it up, no good, Barry bothered him, Gibbs got the ball, he flaked while Barry went by and then blew the layup, 58 seconds to go, can you believe the drama here today, Kent comes to Barry on the right side, spoon after him, Barry back into Beard. Rick got shoved that time and no foul. Beard to the ball. 19 seconds of the shot timer. Beard waiting as Porter crushes him with the body. And Porter fouls him. Porter fouls him and Beard will get one and a penalty now. 19 seconds left. Beard ready. Good. He rattled it in off the back and front rim. Number two. No good. Now comes the specter for the Warrior defenders of a three-point play. It is now... 95-93, the first two-point lead of the game for the Warriors. If the Bullets fail, the Warriors will be the new champion. If the Bullets succeed, we'll have overtime. If they succeed in spades, they would have a three-point play and perhaps win it. Now, Joe Robbins goes to his two centers. He's got George Johnson and Cliff Ray. The guys are Jared and Mullins. 
about him like it was a moment ago. He got to meet one of the two the last time. <laughs> the disappointment obvious on the faces of the Washington Bullets. Butch walks away. If he doesn't hit this, the bullets still have... If he doesn't hit one of them, the bullets still have a chance to fire. Give it out. Ooh, the pressure. And Beard has the only half trick in his entire career, missing three straight ones on Friday night. Good. And the Warriors lead by three. Here's Shanae at midcourt. Pass again. Hit baseline. They let him have it. He shoots it. No good. Shanae, rebound. Jump shot left-handed. No good. Unshot. Kicks it in. It's 95-94. One second left. The Warriors call a timeout. Sheard will get it near the right side, midcourt. Everybody broke too soon before Stoko gave the ball to Beard. Because Elko jumping. Beard makes the pass to uh, Mullins. And Barry. Barry's got it. The ball game is over. The ball game is over. Rick Barry in possession of the ball. That's the final second football. And now all those Golden State Warriors are champions of the world. They are the unbelievable champions of the world. The Cinderella's of the sports world. They have outlasted the bullets. And if you haven't guessed by now, that was our Just Because segment. Just because I wanted to, and I wanted to hear Bill King's voice. That's really my only regret about this stretch of Warrior basketball is that Bill King is not around to enjoy it. He would have loved watching these Warriors play, and he would have been a great uh, guy to go hang out with and talk Warrior basketball with because he he saw it all. Uh, We all miss the legendary Bill King. That's your Warriors Vox Podcast. I, Tim Roy, thanks to Marcus Thompson, thanks to Patrick McCaw, thanks to the senior radio producer, and that is R.C. Davis here at Golden State Warriors Radio Productions. And the C stands for compiling today. That's what the C stands for in that. Game one is going to be Thursday, June 1, 5.30 with our pregame show. I'll have the great Jim Barnett alongside and bring you all our NBA Finals coverage, not only here on the Warriors Box Podcast, but also at warriors.com, your source for Golden State Warriors information.